بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم نحمده و نسلی علی رسوله الكریم اما بعد yesterday we discussed the very simple very easy dua at the time of wudu so just to repeat that to refresh our minds a very simple dua Allahumma gfir li dhanbi wasi' li fi dari wa barik li fi rizqi ya Allah forgive my sins wasi' li fi dari make my home comfortable for me whatever it may be included in this is that the neighbors be good to one included in it is that the facilities that are there be adequate for one whatever all the needs of a person and mubarak li fi rizqi grant me barakat in my rizq today one very simple amal which again takes no time no effort no cost but this is among one of the salient aspects of a mu'min that every work of his is attached to this and that is commencing everything with bismillah what a simple thing it is but it's such an amal that can transform very basic day to day mundane things day to day things that we do as part of life will transform it into ibadat in the hadith nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says kullu amrin zibalin lam yubda fihi bi bismillah fa huwa abtar every significant thing that is started off without bismillah person started off doing something whatever work it might have been and he started off without bismillah it will remain unfinished incomplete there won't be that barakat in it so we have been taught in deen that everything we do we start off with bismillah bismillah to recite bismillah at the beginning of every amal every action whether it might be for example person now is walking into his home starts off with bismillah he is leaving his home bismillah he is opening his door bismillah he is about to start his car bismillah he is going to be starting to write something he's picked that pen up bismillah before eating bismillah before drinking something bismillah and be wearing his clothes before he starts wearing his clothes bismillah at every juncture everything somebody in their home the women folk are busy with their household chores before they start cooking bismillah adding some ingredient into that whatever is being cooked bismillah now all these simple things everybody does it but now that this has been done with bismillah the simple thing has become ibadat but at the same time the importance of this is understood from various other ahadith that while this is not farz wajib nobody will tell you in the world that it is farz or wajib to recite bismillah at the beginning of every amal but this is again the importance of adherence to the sunnah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that when a person will certain sunnahs are such the importance of it is such that omitting these sunnats have their consequences it's not farz or wajib but it has its consequences for example to recite bismillah before eating 
this is sunnat. But at the same time, there is the negative side if a person has omitted this bismillah. In the hadith it is reported that a person starts eating without bismillah. The shayateen call upon one another that come you have found food to eat. And they come and partake of that food with him. As a result, the barakat of that food is gone. Once some sahaba were sitting with Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they were eating from the same utensil and they could perceive the barakat. After some time, another person came and just joined in. One Bedouin came and he just joined in. And suddenly they, everybody just felt this barakat all just disappeared. The food got finished also, the barakat all disappeared too. So in astonishment, they asked Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, who, those who were there from before, that we hadn't seen anything like this. There was, it was so full of barakat at the beginning and suddenly everything vanished. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam then explained to them that when we started off eating, we decided Bismillah. This person who came later on, this Bedouin, just came and started off eating without Bismillah. It caused everybody's barakat to vanish. So to eat, to start off eating with Bismillah is Sunnat. But omitting the Sunnat has this consequence that the shayateen come along. The hadith it is reported that a person closes the door of his house with Bismillah. This becomes a means of protection from the shayateen. Now we all have these, many people have these issues, these problems, of jinn and whatever else. But this is now the protection Nabi Islam is teaching us. But then the other side of it, that a person closes that door without Bismillah. The shayateen call upon one another, there's accommodation here, you can come here. So the shayateen come and inhabit that place. They come and spend the night. A person before entering the toilet, it is masnoon, we have been taught in the hadith to first start off by reciting Bismillah. And the masnoon dua at that time, Bismillah, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min al wal khaba'if, before entering the toilet. But in the hadith it comes also that a person enters the toilet without Bismillah. The shayateen interfere with him while he's in there. So on the one hand, this is a great amal. And all these day-to-day minor things, major things, whatever, things that we will do in any case. A person is going to wear his clothes. But he just wore it just like that. He wore his clothes, that's it. He deprived himself of getting the thawab of ibadat. On the day of qiyamah, a person will be looking around for one deed, one good deed. I need one deed left. The balance is now short of one deed for my najat, salvation. On that day, a person will appreciate all these, and these are not small deeds, big deeds, but for small effort, hardly any effort, no effort involved. But for this no effort, Allah Ta'ala is granting a person such great benefits and rewards, that these simple day-to-day tasks become ibadat. So whatever a person does, to always become conscious of Bismillah. And this Bismillah is now a connection with Allah Ta'ala. Person is eating and he's saying Bismillah, that's an acknowledgement. Ya Allah, this is your favor. I'm eating in the name of Allah Ta'ala who provided this. It's not my achievement. Otherwise, in that one morsel that a person has in his hand, there is the efforts of hundreds of people in that one morsel. 
In that one morsel, there might be some grains of rice from one part of the world, maybe Thailand or India or wherever. There might be some other vegetable which is some other part of the world. There might be a piece of meat in there which is from some other country altogether. And there is that utensils that were used in cooking this food, that might have become important from somewhere else. And then to prepare all this, to farm those, that rice, whatever, that machinery might have been made in some third country. And in this way, you go to look at it carefully, sometimes half the world's effort is involved in bringing that one morsel. So a person is reciting Bismillah before eating, this is an acknowledgement, Ya Allah, this is your favor alone. This is your ni'mat and bounty. He's starting some work. He's saying Bismillah. This Bismillah is an acknowledgement. Ya Allah, without your tawfiq and your granting the ability, this work can never get completed. It is only with your help that this will happen. So this is this connection that is being built all the time with Allah Ta'ala. This is our objective. That we connect ourselves to Allah Ta'ala. And with these simple amal, these simple du'as as we explained yesterday, that some people gain this nisbat with Allah Ta'ala by being punctual and diligently reciting these masnoon du'as on their occasions. Because this is the consciousness with Allah Ta'ala that is being built and developed. So the simple amal of Bismillah, we should now become conscious of this. Every amal, everything, Bismillah. We're starting off something, Bismillah. Every change from one situation to another, person is doing something new now, starts off with Bismillah. In this way, all these minor things also will become great ibadats. Then this is just as an amal. Amal meaning something as a practice for some benefit, physical benefit, etc., Many people sometimes have this problem with anger. This is not something that's established directly from hadith, but it is based on experience. That the constant recitation of Bismillah, the full Bismillah, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, consciously. One is now a person is just repeating something without even thinking what he's saying and not even aware of what he's reciting. So that too is not devoid of benefit because the name of Allah Ta'ala is very great. But the full benefit will come when a person is doing it consciously. Repeatedly reciting Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim has a tremendous effect on cooling anger within a person. Many years ago, one youngster came, he came with his father. And in the presence of his father, he's saying to him, saying that barely a day goes by, he must have been at that time about maybe 22, 23 or whatever his age must have been around that time, early 20s. He says, barely a day, go by, day goes by that my father and I don't have a severe argument. Now that itself is such a terrible thing that he's saying, I'm arguing with my father daily. What is the respect of the parents? But in any case, this is a complaint he came with. And his father is present there too. And he's saying this. So at that time, this is what was prescribed to him or told to him, advised to him that excessively just recite Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim and even to recite it seven times, eleven times, blow in some water and drink it. So several months later one day by chance again we met, he says Alhamdulillah, barely weeks passed after that, sometimes in the whole week maybe one time I slip up. So this is something as an amal, it's something based on experience 
but this is the name of Allah Ta'ala. Bismillahir Rahman, Ar-Rahim. So when a person is repeatedly reciting these attributes of Rahman, Rahim, the attributes of Allah Ta'ala's compassion, Allah Ta'ala's mercy, when he's consciously reciting it, this will impact on him. It will bring that compassion and mercy in him as well. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we start practicing on this and all amal, whatever we do, we recite Bismillah before it. To now recite those Muslim amal, the last three ayat of Suratul Hashar, the virtue of which we discussed yesterday. 70,000 malaika make dua maghfirat for the person, seek forgiveness on his behalf from the morning till the evening. And he passes away, he passes away as a shaheed. At the same virtue, if he recites it, in the evening again, till the morning. A'udhu billahi s-sami'i l-alimi min ash-shaytanir rajim. A'udhu billahi s-sami'i l-alimi min ash-shaytanir rajim. A'udhu billahi s-sami'i l-alimi min ash-shaytanir rajim. Huwa Allahu alladhi la ilaha illa hu alimul ghaybi wa shahada huwa ar-rahman ar-rahim. Huwa Allahu alladhi la ilaha illa hu Al-Malikul Quddusul Salamul Mu'minul Muhaiminul Azizul Jabbarul Mutakabbir Subhanallahi Amma Yushrikun Huwallahul Khaliqul Bari'ul Musawwiru Lahul Asma'ul Husna Yusabbihu Lahu Maafis Samawati Wal Arab Wahuwal Azizul Hakim The last three quls, person decides three times each morning and evening with Bismillah in the hadith, Nabi Islam says, Yakfika bin kulli shay. One meaning is, Yakfika bin kulli wird. Any other wadaif of the day a person didn't manage to complete, this too is the bare minimum, inshallah will suffice. And the other is, Yakfika bin kulli sharr. From every evil, this will become a protection. Allah give us tawfiq to make this a part of our constant daily practice. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Qul huwallahu ahad. Allahu samad. Lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Qul huwallahu ahad. Allahu samad. Lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Qul huwallahu ahad. Allahu samad. Lam yalid wa lam yulad wa lam yakul lahu kufuwan ahad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقَ وَمِنْ شَرِّ غَاسِقٍ إِذَا وَقَبَ وَمِنْ شَرِّ النَّفَّاثَاتِ فِي الْعُقَدِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَسَدٍ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقَ وَمِنْ شَرِّ غَاسِقٍ إِذَا وَقَبَ وَمِنْ شَرِّ النَّفَّاثَاتِ فِي الْعُقَدِ وَمِنْ شَرِّ حَاسِدٍ إِذَا حَسَدٍ بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قُلْ أَعُوذُ بِرَبِّ الْفَلَقِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا خَلَقَ ومن شر غاسق إذا وقب ومن شر النفاثات في العقد ومن شر حاسد إذا حسد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل أعوذ برب الناس ملك الناس إله الناس من شر الوسواس الخناس الذي يوسوس في صدور الناس من الجنة والناس سبحان الله سبحان الله 
is it permissible to leave the masjid? A person has a smoking habit, for example. So now to leave the masjid, to go and now have a few puffs, as they say. So this is not permissible to leave the masjid for that purpose. The etikaf will break. And the other part of this is that to bring any offensive odor into the masjid, this itself is prohibited. In the hadith, Nabi Wasallam prohibited that a person who has consumed, eaten anything with an offensive odor like onions, garlic, these are things specifically mentioned in the hadith sharif. Now onions, garlic is not something haram, something permissible. It's something halal. In the hadith it comes, a person wants to eat it, then he should first uh, get the odor out by cooking it. So now it's once it's completely cooked, that odor is gone. If he eats it raw, obviously that odor will be there. So basically it's halal, it's pure, but if it's not yet cooked, then the odor will be there. Such a person, it has come that a person who just came into the masjid in this manner, then he would be sometimes, Nabi Islam asked for him to be taken all the way up to Baqi. At that time Baqi was far away. Nowadays it's opposite the Haram Sharif. At that time there was a distance. So that is something which is permissible, which is halal, which is pure, but because of its natural odor that it has, so this is something which is obviously a different situation altogether. If a person definitely has such a habit and he is now busy trying to get rid of this habit, which should be the case in any, in every situation obviously if a person somehow got caught up in this, then if when he did leave the masjid for the sake of istinja, but not standing out there and taking time to have some smoke, that is something out of the question also. But the very important thing is that now to totally eliminate any odor before coming into the masjid. So all this is filled with complications. So the simplest thing is to make the azam, to make that firm determination that with the barakat of this month of Ramadan, this is now out of my life. And there are many people, many people, one person told me his incident himself, that he was so addicted to cigarettes that he was once in hospital and some severe spine issue he had. So he was laid out in bed and he was not allowed to leave that bed for anything. But at the same time, that ward had one big board there, no smoking. And now he couldn't do without his cigarettes. So when there was a chance, now he had a spine problem, not supposed to have leave, to leave his bed, but now he's not, because this has now become a big problem for him. When he had the chance, the doctor wasn't there, or the, nobody was watching, he would somehow still get out of his bed and sneak out into some balcony and still go have his puffs and come back. That's how, despite the spine situation, but without that cigarette, his backbone was breaking. So, this is how he was carrying on. And he says, Alhamdulillah, one day, the book came in his hand, kicking the habit. And he says he read it, and it had such an impact on him, with the fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala, he used to smoke over a pack a day. He gave it all in one moment. That a person who couldn't even 
keep to his bed despite that severe spine problem. But alhamdulillah, with that courage that he undertook, in one moment he made a decision. There was some struggle within him for a while. Alhamdulillah, he persevered and he gave it up. One person gave it up because the doctor showed him the x-ray of his lungs. And he indicated to him, you carry on like this, now you're in serious danger. That shocked him and he stopped in one moment. So it is possible to stop in one moment. Yes, there might be some little struggle sometimes thereafter, the temptation. But a person just perseveres through that few days and especially in the month of Ramadan. This is now already so easy for us that the whole day a person is fasting. So automatically, he is already now making that mujahada. So a little bit more. And inshallah with some courage, dua, with begging Allah Ta'ala's help, inshallah all this will become easy. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq.